Welcome to Health Pulse Podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic Florida. Today is a really exciting episode, and as we will discuss, the incredible collaboration between Cleveland Clinic and IBM is our topic. A first glimpse into the strategic partnership to establish the Discovery Accelerator is what you're going to get today. This will be a joint center to advance the pace of discovery in healthcare and life sciences. My special guests for today are Matthew Cull and Dr. Laura Jehai. Matt is the Enterprise Chief Information Officer at Cleveland Clinic. Mr. Cull is a recognized technology leader with a history of collaborative innovation and transformational technology strategies for organizations of all sizes across multiple industries. His experience spans more than 20 years and focused on healthcare technology, he's served across a variety of healthcare settings, including hospitals, pharmacies, regional oncology, and disease management institutions. Thank you for joining me today, Matt. Thank you, it's great to be here, Connor. Dr. Jehai is Professor of Neurology at Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine and our Chief Research Information Officer for the Cleveland Clinic Health System. In this role, Laura works closely with information technology, research, finance, and other departments to organize and optimize the Cleveland Clinic's digital infrastructure to better support research activities and accelerate new treatments for patients. She's currently spearheading multi-institutional NIH-funded grants focused on data science and individual outcome prediction. She is the principal investigator of Cleveland Clinic's biorepository and vice chair of Cleveland Clinic's institutional review board. It's a pleasure to have you here today, Laura. Pleasure to be with you, Connor. Thank you both. So thinking of our subject matter for today then, this 10-year partnership and collaboration between Cleveland Clinic and IBM is essentially going to revolutionize medicine as we know it. Cleveland Clinic will now have the opportunity to utilize computational technology to enhance research through the IBM Quantum System 1. So what does all this mean? Well, this is going to allow high-performance computing and artificial intelligence to break through barriers of scientific discovery. So let's dig a little deeper and find out more from Matt and Laura. Laura, first question to you. Let's start first with our Global Center for Pathogen Research and Human Health. As a foundation for what we're going to discuss, can you tell us a little bit more about that and the center and the research that we propose to do? Happy to do that, Connor. Um, the Discovery Accelerator, the partnership with IBM, as you mentioned, is going to be the technical uh, foundation for the work that will happen in the Global Center for Pathogen Research and Human Health. So it is a good place to start uh, with describing the center. Um, I have to say that if we learned anything from the COVID-19 pandemic last year is that our world is now global. A virus can start in a little village in China and end up bringing every single country in the world to its knees. So our research response to the challenges of the future in the context of pandemics 
has to similarly be global. That is why we founded our global center for pathogen research and human health. It is headquartered in Cleveland, uh, but it leverages our global footprint as an enterprise with involvements and partnerships from with the Cleveland Clinic um, facilities in uh, Florida, Abu Dhabi, and London. We are uniquely positioned to do the global research that is needed. And we've at, uh, put together a stellar team of investigators, uh, researchers that study pandemics um, and their impact on human health all the way from basic virology to the immune system, to developing vaccines and therapies, impact on populations and uh, developing clear clinical applications to all of our discoveries. Well, that's a great explanation. And I know the team down here in Florida are really excited about it. Uh, first, the part of the Global Center for Pathogen Research that's here, but really as, as a team in Florida, everybody's excited about this opportunity yet again for us to collaborate as an enterprise and, and do things together. And as you mentioned, the foundation for some of it is going to be this IT infrastructure. So Matt, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the partnership with IBM and how that transpired. Of course, Connor. IBM and Cleveland Clinic are two organizations with over 100 years of history each in cutting edge research. We have also shared a long partnership with one another um, to support the operations of Cleveland Clinic's technology needs. At the time, when the Global Pathogen Center was starting to be discussed, then IBM CEO Ginny Remetti indicated that IBM wanted to play a role in aiding in the research, which will benefit human wellness globally. IBM Quantum is the kind of leading edge emerging technology which marries our leading edge medical breakthroughs. This clearly has a place in helping us to solve the problems of tomorrow. While Quantum is still nascent in its journey, we look at Quantum as a stepping stone and something that we should take early adoption in learning how to utilize for the betterment of the research that we're going to do in this digital age. That's fantastic. And it's great to see two leading organizations across different strata, IT and healthcare, although obviously there's some overlap, uh, come together because I think what we can accomplish together is exciting. But Laura, another perspective to this is how we as the clinic work with communities uh, and more specifically the Cleveland Innovation District that's being set up. And the Cleveland Innovation District brings together different organizations uh, in partnership with the state, the governor and the lieutenant governor of Ohio. Can you maybe explain a little more depth uh, what this is about and what it means for Ohio, potentially Florida, and honestly for the nation? It, yes, Connor. It is a, this is another critical piece of understanding the impact of this partnership. The Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Innovation District is a partnership between uh, Cleveland Clinic several other academic leading organizations in the state of Ohio, the um, Jobs Ohio, and the state in order to bring innovation and workforce development and economical growth uh, to Ohio. Uh, Cleveland Clinic's uh, participation in the Innovation District is through the Pathogen Center, which is 
a $500 million investment between Cleveland Clinic, Jobs Ohio, and the state of Ohio. Through the pathogen center, it will add 400,000 square feet to our research footprint uh, in the state of Cleveland. We are committed to uh, creating close to 8,000 jobs in Ohio over the next 10 years as part of this uh, center. And these jobs will be created through uh, initiatives like the Discovery Accelerator, where we are bringing innovative technologies, cutting edge uh, data science to Cleveland uh, with um, through just bringing the technology itself, but more importantly, having data scientists from these partnering organizations who will come and work in Cleveland um, and build with us educational curricula uh, going all the way from, um, say, workshops that could be available to college students, uh, material educational courses that could be incorporated in graduate degrees, postgraduate degrees, all the way to uh, job creation. Uh, we are committed to working through all of the pipeline of developing our workforce of the future so that we can put Cleveland at the epicenter of all of the advances in technology and data science uh, with all of the economical development that will happen as a result of it. We are very excited about that piece of the partnership. Yeah, and me too. I think it'll be great for the city spent 20 years there, but I think also great for us as Cleveland Clinic, because one of the fantastic things about this technology is that we'll be able to use it from multiple of our sites and partner in it. And I think the other fantastic thing you highlighted is it's not just a computer. This is about the people, right? And the data scientists and the science and technology graduates that we can employ and have join our teams throughout the organization. So the scale of what we can accomplish as an organization that contribute to society is, is really exciting. So Matt, maybe thinking of the technology side of it, okay. maybe you can tell us a little bit more about high performance computing and AI and, and maybe a little bit about what, what, uh, what this will bring us. Certainly, Connor. High performance computing is a step of advancement in classical computing. And classical computing is really processing data in a series of ones and zeros, as we've done for a very long time. High performance computing is the ability to process data and perform complex calculations at very high speeds. One of the best known types of high performance computing is a supercomputer. A supercomputer contains thousands of computer nodes, computer nodes which are comparable to the servers or desktop computers that you're accustomed to today. These in a supercomputer environment, these nodes work together to complete one or more tasks. It's called parallel processing. Similar to having thousands of PCs network together, combining the compute power to complete tasks faster. Artificial intelligence applies advanced analysis and logic-based techniques, including machine learning, to interpret events, support and automate decisions, and take actions. In short, AI is a computer engineering discipline. This discipline is made up of software tools aimed at solving problems not really replicating the human brain. We're not going to see Skynet come and take over anytime soon. Um, from that perspective, the AI discipline and tools comprises of a set of mathematical, 
or logic-based techniques, uncovering, capturing, coding knowledge, and helping to use sophisticated and clever mechanisms to solve problems. When AI and HPC are coupled together, the opportunity for advanced discovery in a digital domain is greatly accelerated, allowing us to model problems in new and novel ways. Today, this is what's powering the Center for Global Research. That's exciting. So it's a highly functioning, high-speed computer making decisions, and you can code it so that it can almost learn and proceed more rapidly than, certainly than a human brain might for certain questions. That's exactly correct, Connor. And when you think of the amount of data that we have to crunch around genomes and other things, that's truly exciting. Laura, can you can you explain what a discovery accelerator is and what our discovery accelerator is to listeners? And how is this going to impact medicine and also economy, workforce, and some of the unimagined things that, that we may be able to accomplish that we're only barely to starting to think about? Yes, Conard. Uh, you know, I'm... Um... I'm thinking of your comment about the human brain first, you know, and then how much we process. I have to say that as a neurologist, <laughs> I find myself very, uh, you know, humbled at the idea that we can even think about comparing some technology to what a fascinating brain, human brain, can actually uh, process. But you know, that's exactly what we are asking our technology to do. And in the discovery accelerator, what we are wanting this to accomplish is exactly what its name indicates, to accelerate discovery. The current pace of discovery is actually shocking. If you, you know, for the listeners who are not that involved in it, it takes 17 years now on average to go from a discovery made in a lab, in a basic science lab, to a treatment that could be delivered to humans. So think about it. If uh, you know a researcher has now a brilliant idea for a new drug that could actually cure a certain type of cancer, that drug is not going to make it to the market for another 17 years. A lot of that time goes into um, logistics, actually, it's like structural pieces where we have to spend a lot of time to collect large amounts of data to then clean that data. Clean means make it ready for researchers to work on, uh, put it in platforms that uh, are suitable for the types of analyses that you know Matt was talking about. Uh, all of that is very, very slow. So with this. A discovery accelerator, what we are getting is three things. First is infrastructure, meaning all of that logistics of transferring data, curating, cleaning, analyzing will become easier because of upgrades and uh, enhancements to our uh, digital infrastructure. Second, we are getting tools. Uh, in artificial intelligence, in high-performance computing, we are getting the first quantum computer outside of an IBM facility to be placed in Cleveland so that we have first access both to the computer and the scientists again, so that together we develop and we lead the way in uh, identifying what applications quantum can have in healthcare. 
Um, and that will really uh, allow us to experiment at a level that no other healthcare system can uh, do. The third piece that we are getting uh, to accelerate discovery and sustain that acceleration is the education and workforce development piece. Uh, in order for this to be truly transformational and to put us on the map, but then keep us on the map, we need to have the people um, who have the uh, technical, the intellectual, and the com commitment, right, to be uh, working in these cutting edge uh, data and uh, data science and technology uh, spaces. And that is why the education component and the workforce component in this is also key. So, three things to accelerate discovery infrastructure, platforms, and people. Nice, a nice summary, thank you. So Matt, back to you for a second. So maybe tell us a little bit about quantum system one, what that is, and maybe bring into it, what is quantum computing? So people realize, I mean, are we redefining Moore's law or is it just a faster computer? Because it's not quite just a faster computer, right? Yeah, it, it, and I'll try to make it as simple as possible, but it's not replicating Moore's law, it's creating a whole new set of laws. Um, to, to start, let me let me explain classical computing, which has made uh, has allowed us to do really amazing things. For instance, today, we're creating this recording in real time, all of us in different places, but interacting as if we're sitting next to one another. This is all done on classical computers in a series of ones and zeros. Quantum allows us to look at data in ways that a classical computer not cannot. There's this fable about the creation of the game of chess. The inventor took it to the king, and the king enjoyed it so much, he asked the inventor how he could repay him. The inventor, being very wise, told the king, I'd like one grain of rice to represent the first square, two for the second square, four for the third square, and eight, or four for the third square, and eight for the fourth, doubling thereafter for each of the 64 squares. The king thought, this is not too much, but what he didn't realize is that by the time you get to the 64th square, on top of the chessboard, you have a pile of 1.4 metric tons of rice. The king, being embarrassed, embarrassed, obviously killed the inventor, but did prove a very simple point in that large numbers become very complex very quickly. It demonstrates how massive some of these problems can be. Modeling proteins and pathogens on a molecular level eclipses this complexity by orders of magnitude. And when we look to how we accelerate drug discovery or how we create new therapies, if we can model proteins, if we can model human cellular composition, we'll have the ability to model the entire clinical trials component of early trials to determine much faster which therapeutic agents are, are effective and which are not. Quantum allows us to do this in a way that we cannot today by, ex by operating in a way that eliminates the one and zero it becomes one and or zero and anything in between. And it does this through a process called superposition. Superposition allows us to look at lots of sets of data all at once and model them in a very specific way, returning an answer of probabilities, which we can then take data from to a classical computer and allow them to work on a much smaller set of data. The two technologies will be symbiotic. And to help us, we're gonna need these new capabilities if we're gonna solve the problems that these type of novel pathogens bring us in, in a much faster time. Quantum is one of the technologies that are going to help us as we're investigating 
to the betterment of human wellness. Well, thank you for making it comprehensible. And thank you also for that story about the chessboard. It's a fantastic story. So Matt, when do we think all of this is going to begin? And, and when do you believe we'll see to see, start to see a shift in medicine based on these computational technologies? Connor, we're already seeing it. And one example in COVID, Lara and her team designed and published a first of its kind COVID risk protector, predictor. It uses AI methods to predict those most at risk. And in the hallways of our hospitals every day, we use AI methods to predict early warnings of sepsis. This is something that, that we use technology for today in its capacity to improve the lives of our patients. But we're just getting started with the discoveries we're gonna make with using quantum computers and coupled by high performance computing with the help of our partners, true N of one precision medicine, where we're fully proactive in the wellness of all of the lives we care for and discovering care discovering therapies for novel pathogens as fast as possible in weeks or days is really not too far away. The digital future is going to continue and the future is going to be very exciting. I think that's a key word, exciting. So this is really a very unique time in medicine and this whole project represents our commitment to the research and development to the health of our community. Laura and Matt, thank you both for your time today and for this unparalleled investment into science. To our listeners, to learn more about Cleveland Clinic and the research we continue across the globe, visit learner.ccf.org. That's L-E-R-N-E-R dot -E C-C-F dot org forward slash pathogen research. P-A-T-H-O-G-E-N dash research. Thank you again, Matt and Dr. Jehai. Join us for our next episode here on the Health Pulse podcast.